Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, everyone. It is, and I say this every week, I even told Chloe, this is how I was going to open because I say it every week, my favorite time of the week, being Brown at Work Alive. Absolutely my favorite time. And all of y'all know who hang with me, it is that time because of the favorite, well, I'll just say this, because of how blessed I am with the people in my network. And this fabulous young lady is one. And I I can't wait for you to experience Chloe Ford. Before we get into it, let me introduce you to her. After graduating in 2010 with a bachelor's degree in textile and apparel management, Chloe served as a manager at several retail locations. It was her next role as a recruiter for NC State College of Textiles that led her to her dream career. During her two years in that position, she helped increase the college's application rate by 40% and introduced numerous students to the only college in the United States devoted entirely to textiles. Chloe had never felt so fulfilled, and she fell in love with recruiting. Today, Chloe is the manager of a global diversity program and partnerships at Bain & Company, where she leads a successful diversity, equity, and inclusion strategic partnership team in New York City. Welcome to Bring & Brown at Work Live, Chloe. Thank you, Linda. Okay, and I got to say this to everybody. (laughs) Chloe used to work with me. I was honored to be her coach at one time. <laughs> so when I read a bio like that, look, you know, I'm so proud and fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so Linda. proud of this fabulous woman. Yes. I appreciate that. You've meant so much to me. So I really appreciate that coming from you. Ah, this is an honor. This is an honor. Thank so I'm going to open this dialogue with this. Imposter syndrome, the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. People that suffer from imposter syndrome may also have a risk of increased anxiety. Mm -hmm. So let's Mm -hmm. just sit in that for a minute. Now, all of you that are listening to this live, or you're listening to this on replay, you might be catching this in the podcast, heard me read the bio of this fabulous woman. And oh, let me also let you know that she was featured. She was asked to come back and speak at that (laughs) university to the upcoming graduates to share her experience over the past, I think it was 10 years, right, Chloe? Mm -hmm. And she was asked to come back. So clearly, Chloe has made a name for herself, yet experienced 
and maybe even today, she'll share mm-hmm. with us imposter syndrome. Chloe, help us. Uh, let's let's take a look back. Where yeah. do you think was there something that triggered this early for you? Tell us a little bit about how imposter syndrome set in for you. Absolutely. Um, I was actually thinking about it today. Um, I try to take like an intentional walk every single day, try to get to it at least once throughout the day. And I was having, you know, kind of like talk to myself and just thinking about this opportunity to come in and share my um, my journey. And I love I don't I don't want to I want to be very mindful. I'm very close to my family. I'm I am a, a truly rooted family person. But as I was thinking about kind of where imposter syndrome probably has shown up, um, I think it probably, you know, definitely showed up in in early, early years as a mm. as a, you know, middle school, high school. You know, yes. I, I'm, I'm one of uh, four girls um, and love them dearly, super close to all of them. And they're very accomplished women. Right. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. my parents didn't, you know, uh, put us or pin us against one another, try sure. to any sort of competition, but having that, um, looking at my older two sisters, having my younger sister come behind me, I felt like I had so much pressure um, mm. to succeed and excel. Um, I carried, you know, a pretty strong name, <laughs> the last name Ford. I carried, and my dad would always say like, look, you know, your name is your reputation. And so that was, that wow. stuck with us um, or stuck with me. And so I'm very thoughtful about how I present myself to the world. And I think it just kind of continued to carry on, you know, throughout college, throughout the career. I think it became more pronounced when I started my professional journey. I think it Ah. was a lot clearer for me that I was experiencing anxiety on levels that I've never experienced as a kid and Mm. as, you know, in college and high school. Um, But it was something that I I needed to take. I I didn't have words for. Um, I was competing against so many things, against what, uh, you know, what I had established for myself, what I felt like was excellence. I was thinking about what my parents um, had established for us in terms of what their idea uh, of excellence looked like, my sisters as well, too. And I think that played a role in um, the early stages of imposter syndrome and just continued to get developed over time and heightened over time without really having the the words to call it what it truly what is. It is. Yes. And I, you know, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, you know, I would say I've had the same experiences and you and I've had a lot of conversations yeah. late at night in our sessions, right. Yes. <laughs> and via email and, and other places. And I had the same thing growing up. And I often tell my audience as I do my clients, Chloe, you will, ha- you've heard this phrase, who you are personally mm-hmm. is who you are professionally. Yeah. You cannot separate that. And I truly believe that a lot of the things we deal with and are in early on, Imposter syndrome been around right for a while. It right. had this name, this name, be, this terminology. I would exactly. say has become popular, known, spoken about. But the last two to three years, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now we can label it, right? Absolutely. Now we know what that term to it. We have, we have a term to it, exactly. Right. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about. You said it translate into your professional life. Yeah. Share with you, if if you would, when did you first realize, okay, wait a minute, something's up. And then what was the turning point for you to recognize that's false, but I need to deal with it before it cripples me? 
Um, I can answer the first or the last question first. Okay. I think, okay. <laughs> if I'll be honest, I probably will say over the last two years, um, you know, working with you uh, has helped me to identify that this is actually imposter syndrome. Um, and that I am experiencing kind of an outer body experience here mm. in terms of looking at myself, understanding my accomplishments, understanding the trajectory of my career, um, but not being able to appreciate it, not being able to um, sit back and congratulate myself at all. Um, and I just didn't, I guess, because I've been grinding and I've been working so hard over the last few years, I didn't really have enough time to like sit and think about it. I kind of just brushed it off whenever I had that feeling of, of anxiousness or feeling like I wasn't worthy enough for yeah. some of the accolades or the praise or the accomplishments. I just kind of right. brushed it off. Um, but sitting down and having those really intentional conversations with you um, and the pandemic where I had to come to mm. Um, yes. who, I, who I am outside, who is Chloe outside of all of the companies, all of the jobs that I have done. Um, yeah. That is when I was able to truly identify it, truly. And I think I, I will say when I transitioned to, so I moved from North Carolina to New York about mm -hmm. five years ago, and I took on um, an opportunity with a fairly large uh, company. And it was exciting. It was a, it was yes. truly a dream come true, especially off of some of the experiences that I previously had. Um, and I'm just eager beaver and I'm coming in, I'm excited about it. And this little Southern girl coming to New York and <laughs> wide eye had no idea what I was, you know, mm. whatsoever. And if right. you know anything about New York City, it's going to make or break you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to put a mirror to you for sure. Yes. And I think I just doubled down and I focused. And mm. what, what ended up happening as I'm talking about it now and just kind of rethinking it, I was adopting what I thought I needed to become to survive oh. during that transition. Wow. And I'm still very early in my career. So I was adopting this approach of professionalism, adopting this approach of a, a hard worker, adopting this approach of being the, the Black woman who is focused and driven um, and ambitious. And yes. I, you get lost in that. You get lost yes, in you that. Do. Yes. So when the pandemic came around and when I had the opportunity to start working with you, I had to really sit down in my um, my thoughts, really sit and confront myself and really have conversations of, you know, who are you outside of this? Mm. Who are you outside of this, Chloe? Mm -hmm. And I think from there, that's when I really started truly understanding what imposter syndrome really was to its yes. core. Yes, yes. And that's so important. It's that peeling back, right? That's yeah. that, it's tough work, but but we do have to do that introspective deep dive yeah. to really understand what is the root to this? Why do I think this way? Why do I feel like I have to adapt? Absolutely. Why am I taking on these other definitions uh, exactly. rather than just showing up in my authentic self? Yeah. And, and realizing that it's enough. It is enough. And you know, what's so funny, Linda, about that, though, is that so my first role coming into New York, um, my, my background is in, you know, recruitment. And I and now that I think about it, because I have a, a fashion degree um, and I went to a textile university, um, I didn't feel I felt like I had to overcompensate when I transitioned into human capital, when I transitioned into HR recruitment and diversity. Yeah. I felt like I had to overcompensate. So I was doing things at a very 
intense level because I felt like I had to catch up um, because I'm like, this is in my background. You know, I for sure do not belong here because this is in my background. Right. I would always like even when I would share and I would openly share like, listen, my background is this. I worked out in the you know industry for a little bit, transitioned into this. And and I would always get the oh wow okay that's interesting and 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 <laughs> and as I'm taking it in I'm like oh, okay I gotta I have to really prove to you mm. why I belong here right and when I really didn't like no I <laughs> and you were the one that brought the opposite thought process to the to the table exactly. you were the one saying hey by the way. I don't really have experience. Absolutely. Yet you had a, a, an application rate of 40%. Right, I mean, so right. You had successes. Yes, and you yes. just didn't connect the dots to me because yes. I was coming from academia, right? I was yes, coming from yes. a textile background, going into a finance company, going into corporate America. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I had to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I had to show up in, in like bigger, more aggressive yes. ways. Um, and I'm a hard worker regardless. So that it wasn't like, you know, difficult. And I was doing mm-hmm. things that I thoroughly enjoyed as well too, right? Like my, yeah. my heart truly is in creating equitable spaces for marginalized communities, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was working directly with college students um, and I'm telling them like, you're worthy <laughs> and you could do this and you're <laughs> capable. And Yet... <laughs> right. And yet I'm sitting here dealing with all of this. So that in itself felt a little bit like imposter syndrome, right? Mm. Because I'm telling wow. you something that I'm also not even, I'm, I'm not even telling myself, right? I'm not affirming yes. to myself, right? Yes. Yes. And yeah. that's so key. I mean, Chloe, thank you for sharing that because I, I know, I know I've done the same thing. It didn't matter what school I went to. It didn't matter, you know, anything that I had done. If I stepped into a role, I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah. I didn't take that class or I didn't major in that. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I'm probably not going to be really good at this. Good right? at exactly. Look, I'm a coach. And okay, I, and everybody knows that that knows me, that follows me. I am real. I don't I have not arrived. <laughs> I don't pretend like I've arrived. And I still have imposter syndrome creep mm-hmm. in. Right. It creeped in several months ago when what I was praying for, what I had worked hard for happened. Yep. I received a board seat, a paid board seat. And that's amazing. And for Congratulations a, on that. Thank you so much. Yes. And for a minute, I was like, who? <laughs> who, right? I, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Right. And then when I found out who recommended me and we went and had, had lunch, I was like, okay. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a shocker. Me? It's a shocker. Right. It's a shocker. Right? And so it takes a minute. Yeah. Okay. Now it took me a minute and then I got over it because girls, I'm, I'm on this board and I'm, I'm doing my thing. Okay. <laughs> let me just say, it. but, but I wanted to, I wanted to connect with you and share with everybody. Look, this is a journey. This thing, I mean, yeah. don't think you conquer it. Would you not agree? I mean, you don't 100%. totally conquer it, right? A hundred percent. Like I was telling you before we joined, um, you know, I had a, a moment this morning where I definitely felt like preparing for this and kind of in my quiet time, just thinking about it. And I had to journal. And that's one of those practices for mm. me that is extremely vital in my life at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And just journal out my thoughts and my emotions and my anxiousness about all of it. And I was, you know, had a moment of imposter syndrome in that moment. I literally wrote down in my journal, like I'm getting ready to talk about imposter syndrome, but I'm feeling 
emotions of imposter syndrome right now. I feel like who wants to hear me talk about this? You know what I mean? And I had to reaffirm myself in that, right? Like I can share a perspective. I can share, you know, my experience, right? Yes. I want to see more people who look like me share their open experience, be more vulnerable. So why not? So it was a moment of just having that conversation with myself to kind of do some of that, um, undo some of that self-talk that we always do. Um, That NST, girlfriend, negative self-talk. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, and it's crazy how, uh, you know, when it shows up, you don't even realize that a lot of it isn't even you, right? A lot of it is stuff that you have adopted, whether it's society, whether it's family, whether it is, you know, the environment that you're working in, whatever the case may be, especially, you know, as a woman, but then to add on the additional layer of as a Black woman, you are constantly told who you should be, how you should show up, you know, the way that you should fix everything down to your hair, Hair. right? Yep. So yeah. you are adopting all of these perceptions. You're adopting all of these opinions about who you should be. Yeah. And it really starts stripping away your identity. It starts mm. stripping away, you know, the innate talents and gifts that you are given. And um, you have to really work hard and intentional to, to back yourself out of that. Because yes. you just talk yourself out based off of other things that have been shared or t- given to you, right? Um, yes. And, and sure. I had, yeah, I had to really quickly snap myself out of that this morning. I'm like, girl, get over yourself. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. It's invaluable. We have to share these. I mean, if it's not us, who's going to help us tell the stories for us, right? Women that look like you and me, we don't, there's not enough of this, you know, out here on the web, out here in the universe being shared and being spoken about. So I'm so glad you took that walk journaled and got over as Loretha's what that's joined us live on Facebook. She's like, yes, changing that negative self-talk. Yes, that's right. And so that's the same thing uh, that you've done, Chloe. So if we yeah. could di- if we could dive in just a little bit more, if you you know let's if we could fast forward to today. Yeah. So you're at Bain and Company today. I am fabulous role. Kudos to you. <laughs> I've been you. on the journey with you. I'm so happy yes, and proud, yes, proud of you. Share with us, Chloe, today. I mean, how are you managing the imposter syndrome if it when it does show? And yeah. what have you what have you seen when you look in the mirror and when you look at your team? And I think that's a great question. Um, you know what I've learned, and I'll be honest with you, when I took the opportunity at Bain, I that was a leap of faith, if I will be very honest with you, right? Because my my background is nothing remotely close to consulting at all. <laughs> But I know what I know, right? I know what I know. I know diversity. I know partnerships, right? I know how to lead a team. And those are the things that I had to rely on, right? Is that you are hiring me for this specific role. You're not hiring me to come in and consult um, whatsoever. You're hiring me for the knowledge that I already have that is in alignment here. And so I had to, to really, you know, kind of clarify that for myself um, so that I didn't get nervous about it. But you know what also has helped me with it too, Linda, is just being honest, you know, and being vulnerable and just being clear. Like these are moments, this is a moment of imposter syndrome. The first month or so, first month, the second month into the transition, 
I felt it like none other. And I think me, mm. you and I maybe yeah, we did. had a we conversation did. about it. Yeah. I felt it like none other. And there was a constant need to just be overly prepared, mm. um, always quick to respond to something, right? There was a there was a moment where I just felt like, okay, I have to make sure that everyone knows that I'm capable and I'm smart because I'm getting ready to get found out here. They're going to find out. <laughs> and, this thing, and you know what? I got to share with it. That's not like, Won't it wear you out? It'll wear you out. It absolutely will. You're you will be so exhausted. <laughs> exactly. And I think and I think one of the moments that uh, hit home for me, I have such a, support, a supportive uh, manager and, uh, you know, she's great. And so I felt very comfortable with sharing that with her, like, hey, you know, wow. this is a this is a bit of a transition for me. Like, I know what I know and I know what you all hired me for, but this environment is brand new to me. And mm. so, you know, allow me to be vulnerable in this time and share with you that there, this is going to be a little bit of a learning curve, right? And she was so supportive about like, absolutely, wow. we're not looking for you to, you're, you are great at what you do. And that's why we hired you. And we know that you're capable. And so having that space to be vulnerable yes. was extremely um, valuable for me to just be able to openly share it. I think that's the other thing that we don't do a lot mm-hmm. is openly tell people this is what I'm feeling right now. This is yes. this is how I'm processing this emotion right now. I'm 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 anxious. I'm fearful. I don't feel yes. worthy of this. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't. And I'm, by no means am I saying to share this directly with your boss or your manager. Sure. 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 Finding someone who you can be very real and raw with. Right. Like yes. I, I feel like you and I have been able to have that relationship. Right. Yes. Um, I'm able to share that with my family, with my partner, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that stuff is extremely important to me. But, and then also actively getting into, um, if we're, we're, you know, kind of turning the page and, and talking about mental health practices, yep. also getting into therapy, right? Where if I can you need it. Absolutely. 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 And absolutely. having an even, even safer space yeah. to openly say like, this is a bit of a learning curve for me. I'm a little nervous about it. I know that I can do it, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a little nervous about this transition. And that's where I am today. And I share that with my, I'm really big on being transparent. I share that with my team every day. Like we're oh, learning. Fabulous. We're growing. I tell them, you know, one of the best things I read not too long ago, um, I believe it was a psychiatrist and she was mentioning that she doesn't like the term expert because it was an anti-learning term. Wow. And so always want to be considered oh, a learner. Like yeah. And I have, I've adopted that approach. Yes. I'm not an expert to anything. I want to evolve and I want to learn as much as I possibly can. And that helps to like release the pressure yes. off of you with this thing of, I have to know it all and be ready to perform at a hundred percent, you know? Oh my God, Chloe, that's powerful. You know, evolving. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that, Chloe, because, you know, and and I want to just reiterate some things that you shared because I think it's so important. We've talked about this on other BM Brown at Work Live 
uh, episodes where your network, your ecosystem of support, one of my other guests would call it, is critical. It you is. need to have those safe people, those safe spaces, because, okay, you're very fortunate. You're in a culture with a company, with a leader that right. you could feel comfortable sharing that with, right? right. There are some people in environments no. don't have Absolutely. that space. It's a privilege. That is oh. a privilege. It's for real. Absolutely. So, but to your point, if you've got a partner, a best friend, a mentor, you know, someone safe that you can have those conversations with, I know I have them, I've had them at work establishing a deep relationship with certain individuals that I could text. And I would say, Hey, I've got a lot going on. He says, okay, is it suburban conversation after work or should I come to your office? You know, but I felt safe sharing with him such great advice and then allowing yourself grace, giving yourself grace. hundred percent. Yes. Being kind to yourself. And yes, I know that that sounds so cliche, like, cause especially coming from a person like myself, I am not a I well, my friends and family probably will say differently, but I don't I don't think I'm an emotional person. I don't know, Linda, you get you. I don't feel like I'm a super emotional person. No, you're not super emotional. No. I, I agree. <laughs> yes, 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 I agree. So I, I kind of operate in the like, you know, black and white. Gray yeah. is very, very interesting to me. And so whenever I hear the phrase like be kind to yourself and, you know, or the phrases like be kind to yourself and being authentic, bring your authentic Mm -hmm. self. I gotta roll my eyes sometimes, but it's the truth. It's the truth. I remember you rolling eyes in sessions we would have. (laughs) It's like like here we go with this. Right. Like what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? But you have to learn what being kind and I'm on that journey. If I'll be very frank, I'm really on that journey of what it means to be kind. to Chloe means. And I think a part of that journey is establishing really, you know, healthy boundaries. That's one of the pieces, right? But then also just being honest with yourself of how you feel as well. Absolutely. And doing that then turns you into a stronger leader of which you are able to share with your team. Because Larissa here, she shared, I'm learning how to be more transparent with my team. It's Mm. definitely a struggle for me. So, you know, Larissa is going through some of that challenges as well. But I think if you would agree, Chloe, it starts with herself, right? It it does. It 100% does. You can't, the, the, the thing that I take away that you said actually at the beginning is who you are in your personal mm-hmm. life is who you will be in your professional life. Right. Yes, and yes. I, w- I wasn't really transparent at all. It was work mode for me for a very long time. I'll keep it uh, very real up until maybe two and a half years ago. <laughs> Mark the date. I started becoming more transparent and more open because yeah. for me, work is work. I was I was quick to just say, here's this is the line, mm-hmm. here's yeah. the you know yeah. the boundary here. But I learned through the work with you around the emotional intelligence aspect, along with work with my my therapist as Mm -hmm. well, too, is that, you know, showing who you are, being vulnerable does not make you weak. Um, You know, it doesn't it doesn't chink your armor or anything like that. Right. It actually shows a lot more strength um, and character. And I'm learning that it's still still uncomfortable, you know, because it's something that I've had to unlearn is to be a little bit more open and share more about who I am. Um, But I find that people gravitate to you more in that way. You become a better listener 
um, in that way, more compassionate, um, you know, someone who it not only extends grace to yourself, but to yeah. others as yeah. well. Right. So you're not yeah. so quick to cut people off. And so it's the, it that transparency piece big. 100% begins with you in order for you to feel comfortable doing it with others. Other people. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Chloe. Yeah. I say this all the time. Time just flies. I know. When we're having these <laughs> wonderful conversations, but you have dropped so many wonderful nuggets. So please, if you're catching this on the replay, yeah. replay it back again. <laughs> if you're watching this live, go catch it on the replay because this has been a phenomenal session yeah. on a really critically important topic that right. we tend to bury, especially as Black women, as Black Absolutely. people, but especially as Black women. We don't, we try to push this aside. So, mm -hmm. Chloe, as we start to close out this session, um, we've got a couple of minutes left. If yeah. you were to offer either one or maybe two very critical things you want to leave the audience with saying, if you don't do anything else and yeah. you're struggling like Laretha is with, you know, getting rid of negative self-talk, you know, being transparent and vulnerable, really starting to manage your yeah. imposter syndrome, because it's not probably going to go away totally. What would you offer? I think the biggest thing for me is understanding who your identity is outside of any place, any role, any mm. accomplishment. Um, really understanding yourself to the core, right? What you like, what you do not like, what inspires you, what you want to feel like walking away from any experience, what your character is, like really sitting down, having that quiet time of truly understanding who you are, you know, silencing all of the noise. Um, silencing all of the opinions and really yes. spending time with yourself so that you can start feeling worthy of the opportunities that you've worked for and that come your way, right? And still not feeling like it makes you if they're there or if they're not there. Not there. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And then secondly, you know, um, you know, tap into resources, right? It can be mentorship. Um, it could be coaching, it could be therapy, it could be spirituality, whatever the case may be, truly tap into those other resources that you're not operating in a silo and you have the opportunity to share those emotions and those thoughts and those feelings in a healthy and conducive way. Love it. Love it. Love it. Chloe, yeah. thank you so much. Thank I sure you, would have said yes. It was such an honor <laughs> to have you as a guest. Dang. I deeply appreciate you. So super proud of you. Thank and you. I love the connection that we have. I absolutely, absolutely. love it. I have, I've been blessed because of it. Uh, truly blessed and honored knowing you. Look, if you're catching this on the replay, if you're catching it live, however you're catching this episode on imposter syndrome, and you've got some comments or questions, or you want to even share some of your challenges, please put it in the comments. Yeah. I'll share them with Chloe. Uh, we would love to engage with you. Uh, but until next time, <laughs> which is next Tuesday, you yeah. guys take good care. All right. Till next time. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.